Welcome to Hold Me Podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Mike. We're two hardworking dads trying to immerse ourselves in Star Wars and fit it into our very busy lives. This is your first time listening and or watching. In this sometimes short-form Star Wars podcast, we'll share our thoughts on different topics from a galaxy far, far away. What do you guys call a bird of prey with a thousand lives? It's a, it's a Millennium Falcon. Oh, dang. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sound effects. <laughs> that makes it funnier. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hey, everybody. This is episode triple X, a.k.a. episode 30 of Hold the Maneuver. Uh, also about episode 10 of Andor, which is called One Way Out. Just one X. X is going to give us triple X about one X. <laughs> yeah. And 10 episodes from now will be extra large. But until we get there, uh, this week we welcome back Mr. Trent Vactor in live and in person. Well, live and in person by way of live video. <laughs> uh, yeah. And live for us, but not live for you if you're watching this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. So this week, uh, did you guys have any I Am Your Father stories that you would like to share for this short segment that we've been doing? I mean, last week I mentioned how dealing with a sick child just kind of breaks your heart. Um, she's okay. better now, and she's breaking oh, yeah. my heart in another way where she doesn't want to go to sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how they do it. And then, they, and then but, they're almost 17, and then they keep doing it in other ways. <laughs> yeah, but all good because she's feeling better. So I'll deal with someone who doesn't want to go to bed over to someone who's making you think you got to run to the hospital. So, yeah, that is not a great position to be in. My son has a thing with his emotions right now. He's about 18 months where he cries at everything. And mm. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if right. he's sad. Like I and then. He'll just start laughing. He's like, he's mm-hmm. still got tears running down his face, but he starts laughing. So I'm like, oh, okay, he's okay. But I feel <laughs> you on that. Like, I want, like, my heart goes out to him. I want to help him. But then he doesn't have the communication skills mm-hmm. yet to be able to tell me what's wrong. So it is a very difficult time at this age uh, that he's at right now. But I am hopeful that he will start his uh, talking pretty soon. And da- dad, dad. My finger hurts or whatever. Like, that's why I'm crying. Well, they'll do that. And then, like, my child, um, scratch my arm while I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. You scratch my arm. I can't stop playing. Okay. (laughs) I can't wait. Um, You get stuff like that. And you're just like, really? He learned to talk to have me scratch your arm. Yes. They'll they'll be crying and you'll be like, what's wrong? Nothing. And then it'll just be fine. Like, Mind boggling. <laughs> You're like, I can't wait until until I can talk and I have a conversation with them, and then they can, and then you go through a whole <laughs> bunch of years where you can have conversations with them, and then you get to a point where they don't want to talk to you. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I, I am the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Oh dang! <laughs> cherish it. You need more chains. You got to cherish it. Didn't the gross? Didn't the future one have a bunch of chains on them? Yeah, need more chains. Yeah, I, I thought that was Mar. That was Marley, but the the yet one of them had look, chains. I don't know that. The one of yet to come. Oh yeah, like that's death. right. Yeah, but 
Anyways, right. this isn't a Christmas episode. It's still <laughs> November. Uh-uh. But yeah, this is when Christmas movies come out, though. So. Andor, a Christmas story. <laughs> oh, yeah. The holidays. Is there Andor, Christmas a holiday and special. in this series? Life Day. Just Life Day. <laughs> that is coming up. It's in about eight days from Moss Recording. Oh, November 18th is Life Day. Uh, now being merchandised at uh, shopdisney.com. <laughs> <laughs> but to segue from that, uh, the there's a little bit of news that I'm just going to cover super quick uh, before we get into the episode was that they uh, finally kind of announced the cast and filming date for the Acolyte that's going to be coming up. Uh, so with that, a lot of the a lot of the cast had already kind of been announced for that. Uh, but ones I'm in particular very uh, excited for are Manny Jacinto, who was in uh, The Good Place. Uh, Daphne Keene, who's who's in his Dark Materials, she was also X twenty three in Logan, um, as well oh, as yeah. uh, Jody Turner Smith. She was in Queen and Slim, uh, amongst uh, some, oh, and Carrie Ann Moss is also in the show too. So, uh, oh, wow. I'm I'm looking forward to the show for like many reasons, but but the cast has me excited for that in particular. Also, uh, Lee Jung Jae, who was uh, in Squid Game, will also be in the show. So that still have not watched Squid Game. Ooh, yeah. And I and I know the name Carrie Ann Moss, but I don't know why. Like it's I can't think of it. Let's just say she brings a trinity to this. Oh, it's from the Matrix, which I do not <laughs> like. So, even the first one? I uh, no, I haven't even watched the other two because I didn't like the first one that much. Oh man. Well, that's a different <laughs> podcast. But anyway. <laughs> uh, nah. I'm going to pretend. <laughs> so, Andor, episode 10, uh, One Way Out. It was the 10th episode of the first season of the show. The episode was directed by Toby Haynes. He's directed a lot of sci-fi TV, uh, in particular, uh, many of my favorite episodes of Doctor Who, like the Pandorica Opens among many other things. He's done some Star Trek recently, I believe, as well. Um, and it was also written by Bo Williamon. So, before we kind of get into, like, the meat of this episode, what were, like, some <laughs> of your guys' favorite, like, something that stood out? I have something uh, in our show notes that I kind of just wanted to, like, read through, <laughs> but I'll let you guys uh, go first, uh, Vactor, and then Mike... Well, anything that had Andy Serkis in it, anytime he's on the screen, I just like my yeah, my attention agreed. is just completely on him. He's one of my favorite actors. He's been doing great work for years in multiple underappreciated. I hope he, he gets some type of recognition for Andor, some type of guest, you know, award, best oh, yeah, like supporting I mean. actor or something. Because he's one of those guys that he needs a lifetime award because he just, they passed him up on so many occasions. Mm-hmm. And well, they, they do it for such a dumb reason. Yeah. He's just a great actor in general. So in this episode, he was just 100% like my favorite part of mm-hmm. this episode. Any type of scene that had him in it, I was like glued to the screen. So any Andy Circus moment is mine. Nice. How about you, Mike? 
I love the episode as a whole. My background, as you mentioned, this shot was just so like I loved it just because of like the scenery and how just beautiful it looked. Yeah, the story, the writing for the arc we're on was great. Mm-hmm. I vastly disagree with the choice they made. We'll talk about here shortly, but this episode had so much like more power to the story. It's like pushing things forward that like it was just, it was so simple but it was so good yeah because in the end it's just about a prison break right but everything that happens in it was so just like gripping for <laughs> done so well yes a hundred percent and then andy circus like i'm so <laughs> he was so good as uh what was his name coin coin oh, oh, <laughs> i can never remember it oh, yeah kino loy <laughs> Kino Loin. Yeah. I can never remember his name in this, but because he's Andy Circus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the characters in this like they have like top notch Star Wars names for like each oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like Bix and uh Cyril and and like even like uh Cassian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like like Cassian's like uh aliases are even great. Like it's like why you name I'm still waiting for the reveal of Keith, like who that was. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, with his background of taking the alias of uh, Clem and that being his adoptive dad, I'm sure that other names definitely got some kind of backstory. He was to like well. spot on when he said it. It was just like, "This is who I am." No thought given, just immediately knew. Yeah. So I guess before we get into like the main chunk of it, I c- we can kind of go a little bit like backwards with this episode because the <laughs> like like the last like major scene of the episode was between uh, Luthin and uh, Michael has some thoughts on this guy later on, but uh, the character of Lonnie <laughs> Jung. Uh, and what do you I'm look like? Gonna, Sorry. I'm not going to do a, as good a job as uh Skarsgård doing like, as, like saying this speech, but I just wanted to kind of share it in whole so we can kind of have like a discussion about it. Um, but like in the end of, of the episode, he's like calm, kindness, kinship, love. I've given up all chance at inner peace. I mean, in my mind, a sunless space, I share my dreams with ghosts. Like that line in particular too, was a great, like I share my dreams with ghosts. Uh, I wake up every day to an equation I wrote 15 years ago from which there's only one conclusion. I'm damned for what I do. My anger, my ego, my unwillingness to yield, my eagerness to fight, they set me on a path from which there is no escape. I yearned to be a savior against injustice without contemplating the cost. And by the time I looked down, there was no longer any ground beneath my feet. What is my sacrifice? I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. I burn my decency for someone else's future. I burn my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. And the ego that started this fight will never have a mirror or an audience or the light of gratitude. So what do I sacrifice? Everything. And the one part I like to... Like, well, in particular, the one of the lines from it that I liked a lot because it's similar to uh, like a, a phrase I was the I burned my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see is similar to uh, what is it? something like uh, old men that uh, grow trees for shade for which uh, shade they'll never be able to enjoy. Mm. Basically, about like you're helping to ensure someone else's future is better than yours without any kind of 
wanting of your own reward from it, but just trying to help the next group of people, which this uh, speech came at the end of the episode, but I feel it kind of is like the thesis or theme for the entire episode in general, in particular, like with like all the prisoners helping each yeah. other to get out of there. And it kind of bookends up against Andy Serkis's speech he has earlier in there too, where he talks mm. about there only being one way out of the place. And Which so is like the name Luth- of this episode. Cut to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV. Mm. Uh, but like, so Luther may have like said this in the episode, but Kino did it within like his choices that he sh- showed. And especially knowing that he couldn't swim and that that was the one way out on still helping to get everybody there. Uh, I thought that in itself was kind of heroic too, just because like he knew that was the only way out of the prison, but he still helped to direct everybody out. But did he know he'd have to swim? I, right. I assume that he did. Cause like, I, I feel like they know how they got there, but I don't remember when they dropped Cassian off. If they like saw the outdoors before they walked in. Yeah. But, but that's my bitch in the episode was like Andy Circus just he just can't leave. Like I want more of his character. Maybe yeah. he'll come back still. Maybe I'll be unjustified in my anger about this. <laughs> I know I, I shouldn't, but I want more. Yeah. Um cuz it's like you you get invested in him, you want him to get out. He can't get out. I understand that from the writing standpoint there was Mark shared it with me. A good meme where, like, hey, I fixed it. And it was like, I can't swim. It's like, no, we don't have the budget to keep me in. It was, <laughs> so that was funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that's, that's you, too, Factor. Yeah. But, but where, where maybe guys... he'll come back. Maybe he'll be getting tortured by Dedra next. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, which Factor didn't even remember she was in this episode. Yeah. You know, I'm watching it right now as she was. we're talking, and she just showed up, and I was like, I completely forgot this scene. <laughs> <laughs> this guy thought I was lying when I was like, she was in the episode. She was like, wait, prove it. So I had to start the episode again and fast forward it to a spot and take a picture and send it to him. So, anyway. Wait, I'll have to go back and watch because I didn't see her in this. Yeah, what? it was, well, her part was so minor. Like yeah. the oh, role... wait, remember, because they're like, they, they executed her plan of killing the guy and just like pushing the thing off into space. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But obviously the majority of the episode was the prison and mm-hmm. getting out. So that's what my memory focused on when I was thinking right. about it. But yeah, this was a fantastic episode. And this arc was actually one of my favorites of this whole series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now that you're here in person, you have more than like the, the two minutes of your, uh, <laughs> your segment overall, this arc of the show, like would have been your kind of like your favorite things, but like with Kino Loy and with, uh, and, or, in the the prison and everything that's happened past year, but so it's what's like your favorite thing that's gonna happen from that? From the, from all the prison stuff. Yeah, from like the this past like few episodes arcs. Yeah, I I would just say that the this arc I think is where the show has cemented itself as my favorite show on TV, and I think just the I can see that building like the building blocks of each episode it's just building on building on building and Mm -hmm. we know a couple people that think it's boring but i think if you're along for every step 
you know, and you look back at the staircase and it's like, oh, dang, I've come a long way. Each step is integral to that, to you getting to your to the point that you're at. So to me, nothing has been boring. Everything has just been a gripping drama. And the thing that uh, Michael was saying, I think this is um, and and I just lost my train of thought because I'm watching this episode because <laughs> it's so good. But I think it's just the, oh, that's what it was. Um, Michael was saying how gripping, and that's a great word, this episode was. I was on the edge of my seat. Like, I was mm-hmm. sweating. I, I knew he was going to get out because I've seen Rogue One. But right. I was still thinking, oh, wait, is he going to die? Is he going to make it? <laughs> so that's just great writing and great acting, just great execution of yeah, it was- the writing. So I think this arc in, in general, just like I said, everything that they've been doing, all the storylines that are weaving together, like everything is working. Everything is, is hitting on all cylinders for this show. So this arc has proved it to me that this is my favorite show on TV. And this has been the first episode where they've had like a blaster fight. In oh yeah. Right. Two or three episodes. They mm-hmm. had fired a gun. Like they still can't hit the target, but they fired <laughs> the gun. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the, the start of this episode, I, I was saying to my wife, I was like the only like two people that we know that like make it out of this prison break are mm-hmm. Cassian and Melshi. And those only two you see walking on land at the end too. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully not everybody else drowned on the way <laughs> to getting, cause that's like super dark. If that happened, maybe hopefully they just like kind of separated as they well, got, I think to they land. were moving when they showed that shot, that wide shot of like the, yeah, everyone was kind of like spreading. Yeah, out it looked and, like they were, they were swimming. So I think they, I think some of them made it. I wonder how exactly how far away that was from land. Though, like, yeah, I was thinking how far they had to swim, how far up, how far away. Because it's probably like what Alcatraz was. Like the whole point was that it was too dangerous to swim to shore, right? Yeah, and there's always a bigger fish. So hopefully nobody got eaten by anything as as they were swimming. (laughs) Because it was interesting that they designed the prison in the shape of the Empire logo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, they're they're like a super egotistical, obviously, because they like they even did that in the Senate. Oh, yeah. where they, they changed the floor out of the Senate, so it looks mm-hmm. like that too. Got to have that. They got They got that branding everywhere. Well, they said it last episode. They don't care what we do as long as they meet their quota. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, although in this episode, I was kind of confused at one point when they first. It's in the beginning. Andor and uh, what's his name? Andy Circus can never remember his name. Keno. Oh, you know what? <laughs> with uh, there, uh, you hear someone yell on program, but there's no one there with them. I'm like, they're not listening, but someone who's not the guy over the megaphones yelling on program. So I, it was just a strange. I don't know if it was just a flub or mm. not. That I'm not sure. I because I only got a chance to watch it once yesterday, so I'd have to watch it again to yeah, I that. But definitely wanted to watch it again. Just couldn't fit it in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I also only got a chance to see it once. He's watching, watching it again it right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a live reaction. <laughs> but I, mean, I can um, change my camera to the episode if you guys just want to play that. Get copyright infringement. <laughs> uh, but one of the notes I saw. Um, 
that Mike had in our show notes too was that one of the things I had also said to my wife was that I, I was like, man, this this new guy that's coming in, he has like no idea what is like about. I him. thought he was gonna be like some major character like reveal. Nah, and you're gonna know who he was. Nope, he just gets like punched in the face, shot, shot, and shot. <laughs> and that was he, it. He got a few good little bits in there before he died. <laughs> but the the other thing I noticed too is that like this whole prison, I don't know if like the different um, like ones that were close by were uh, set up differently, but it seemed like this whole prison, at least that uh, Cassian was in, was all segregated to be humanoid. Male. I mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, like humanoid male. There's no other races. Inmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no alien, like non-humanoid aliens and no females in there as well, too. So I thought that was very kind of interesting how they had that kind of set up and segregated that way. Um, so, yeah. The other thing I was thinking of is like after they all broke out, I'm assuming that like entire tower uh, got out. But then you see mm-hmm. that there's those other ones. So I was like, man, sucks to be those other people and those other ones. I have no idea what just happened <laughs> like 40 feet away. But now I'm also wondering like what like repercussions will happen from, from this, like same way that like what happened from Aldani. Well, yeah. Like, that, like what the Empire will do after this as well. My prediction was like that's Cyril's new job. That he's going to be going through the files and he's going to notice Cassian's picture and go stalk Dedra some more to get put on the case or something. Yeah, that's a good good one. I mean, it's it's not an outright crazy prediction, but right. he got this promotion. We don't know what that means. He can't be checking fuel anymore, so what's he doing? Right. What did what did you guys think in general about like the their whole plan they had of breaking out between like the shorting it out with water? Why was it so easy to short that floor out? (laughs) (laughs) You think that they would have thought about something like that, right? Well, I I think that's their hubris. Yeah, exactly. I think they just don't care, and they're like, "Ah, nobody's going to try it." And the and our quote from earlier in the season, like, they're too fat. You know, they don't they don't care about the uh, or they don't even think it's a possibility. Mm. Almost that Titanic syndrome, like, oh, there's no iceberg that can sink us. Yeah. Full steam flabby, <laughs> flabby, fat, and lazy. You walked in yeah. the loops of days. <laughs> I uh, didn't think it was a water pipe. They were cut. He was trying to cut. I thought it was like some electrical thing for the floor. So that was, yeah, not a shock, but just like, oh, okay. Then. Yeah, I couldn't figure out the plan at first either. And I was at, at first, I was like, is he trying to just get a, another pipe to hit him over the head, or like what's <laughs> going on here? But yeah, yeah. And then it makes sense in retrospect that the the place is all run by ge- like the geothermal like electric like, or hydrothermal electric mm-hmm. yeah electricity mm-hmm. uh, with everything like that and I, I kind of thought it was interesting like all of the like the guards and everything were just kind of like cowering and like uh, hiding behind like a door like once everybody got out um, yeah that's the like I didn't write it in the notes but that's something that I noticed in like Obi Wan when. They're sneaking around the base, and like the dude's getting murdered ten feet to the guy's left, and he's just sitting there doing the job. <laughs> like they're like the people you see doing the everyday stuff are clearly just like not paid enough to care, right? So, and there's no like highly trained security guards. It's just like I feel like it's just like 
the B team. Like, mm-hmm. all right, send them over there. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to try to break out. Right. Yeah. Uh, and some of some of these uh, security guards had a little bit better aim than than the normal stormtroopers <laughs> do, but they still had pretty bad aim. Although this show has done like a good job of showing like how much more like lethal like these blaster shots are than mm-hmm. like any other time we've seen blasters in Star Wars. Like when somebody gets shot with them, it like it like for some reason it feels like a lot more like visceral and. Um, well, it depends on who gets shot. If it's someone who's important, they'll probably not just die immediately. Right. They'll have at least some more lines. Right. But climb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I got shot in the, the part of myself where I'm, I won't die immediately. Oh, now I did. Sorry. Now I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I. Now there was also this. So like, like you said, most of this episode was focused just on the prison break. Uh, we did have like some of these like few side tangents. We saw uh, a little bit of uh, Ferrix in this episode too, with some slight updates there. Uh, we saw Cinta just kind of observing some things going on on that planet. I think that's pretty much well, all. Supposedly, we she was being watched too. Yeah, they don't. According to a synopsis I read, she doesn't know that they know that she knows that they know that they're watching <laughs> each other. <laughs> Yeah, so but I didn't the, catch that in the initial watch that someone was watching her. Was there any lines that that anybody said while they were on Ferrix, or was cause it was just about Marva really... not taking her meds and kind of like oh, yeah. being off the rails, right? Which she's gonna die next. Sorry, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Some fashion, she's gonna die and spark Andor's. Well, yeah, they already like set up like the the kind of like Chekhov's gun for that, where they're like, mm. where. We'll uh, save her for something. Yeah, Dedra's like we'll we'll use her as bait to to bring Cassian in. Uh, what I think is gonna be funny is like if any of them like find out, we're like, wait, we already had him imprisoned, and then he <laughs> broke out. That's kind of like where <laughs> I'm at with Cyril's thing. Like he's gonna find out and like just flip a shit. <laughs> it's like go off the rails, but. Uh, and the other side tangent we had besides this little like brief thing on Ferrix was uh, we had that the scene uh, with uh, Mon Mothma as well as the indecent proposal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what's her friend's name? The, Tay. The, yeah, Tay. Uh, yeah, Tay Colma. Um, and they had the yeah, that, like Tay. the the kind of like underworld kind of shady dude coming there to that was supposed to help. With Davo Scalden is his name apparently. Yeah, this sounds like sounds like a sketchy name. <laughs> like yeah, almost that was like a Ellen Sleesbago. <laughs> <laughs> that was great for all of the, you know, the the hidden meanings, the mm-hmm. this political tr- intrigue and things like that. And this guy's he's saying this, but he actually means this. And there's a, a double entendre to everything and. I, mm-hmm. I love that scene of going back and forth, and I actually watched that scene specifically twice. But I just um, I love the drama of going back and forth. And then this show has been great about learning to to know get to know Mon Mothma because we had, we mm-hmm. haven't seen her very much in live action stuff. We saw her in Clone Wars a little bit and um, things like that, like 
uh, or was it Bad Batch? She was in one of the animated. She was in Rebels um, mostly. Too. Yeah, Rebels. But we're getting to see her and know her, and I think more than any other time, care about her as as a character. So I think this is this series has been great because, you know, when it first got announced, it was like, all right, Andor was a character from Rogue One that I don't know. He was fine. I, I liked K2SO more uh, when I was watching it. But as I've as we've gone on, I think this series is much more about the supporting cast just as much mm-hmm. as Andor. So I like that it's not just Andor. We don't see right. what anyone else... It would else... not be a good series if it was just him. And we're even seeing the Empire side of it. So it's like mm-hmm. we're seeing the, the good and the bad, both sides. Yeah. And like one of the the things that I liked about that, the whole scene with uh, Mon Mothma um, and like the kind of like money laundering dude that they were speaking with was um, like in that, like where he makes kind of like that, like Mike said, the, like the indecent proposal, but from the way of, by the way of trying to do the betrothal between his kid and yeah. her daughter. This is what your culture does. So we'll yeah. just do it. <laughs> Yeah, and like you could tell, like even though like her kid can be kind of like a like a pain in the butt, like the, mm-hmm. the past few episodes that we've seen her in, she still is, like want to want to do that to her daughter, right? And, and as well, yeah, because she almost, did it, and look where she is with that. Yeah, yeah. parent for the best husband ever, right? <laughs> Which also side note there, it also sounds like that dude that her husband's like going to the brothels that that dude runs. To, just based probably. off the conversation that like Mon had with him, she's like, "Oh, you've you've probably seen my husband plenty of times." Um, <laughs> but hey, yeah, and it's just like you can tell that like Mon Mothma doesn't want. Well, she wants to like break from that tradition of her people of mm-hmm. like, the betrothal because just because she's not happy with it, she knows that her daughter wouldn't be happy that way either. So, well, yeah, and her daughter already hates her, so yeah. maybe that's her reasoning for doing it. It's like, well, she can't hate me anymore. Like. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see what happens there too, because like we kind of see uh, like these different people at different levels of like what they're willing to do with the within the rebellion. Like Saw, he's like you know he's like way up here with what he's willing to do, and Mon Mothma still hasn't like she's like wants to be a part of the rebellion, but she hasn't really had to like give too much up yet. And then like Luthen is kind of like right there in the middle of mm-hmm. Saw and her, where like. He's a little bit, a little bit of both. He's not like a, as extreme as Saw yet, uh, but he's also uh, he's also given up plenty of things. So I'm curious to see like what what her choices will be as far as all of that goes with that, and maybe that's like her falling away from her family is what you know eventually leads to mm-hmm. where we know she leaves the Senate. And then fully becomes part of the the yeah rebellion later on since we have ever seen her family there with that. And speaking of Luthen, we had that little unexpected twist in here with the mole that was revealed with uh, Lon <laughs> Jung, porn uh, star Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking like last season of uh, Happy Days, Ron Howard. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, what did you What did you guys think of that reveal with that too? I've also seen there's a there's apparently there's another actor. I'm not sure of the character's name, but that we've also seen as part of like 
the kind of rebellion setup. I think it was with uh, possibly Saw's crew, uh, but then he's also been on like the like with the IBS as well too. Not or not I not IBS ISB. <laughs> IBS <laughs> irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I enjoyed that whole scene in particular. Just, just like with Andy Serkis, whenever Skarsgård is on the screen, this is Stellan, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, whenever Stellan, <laughs> whenever Stellan Skarsgård is on the screen, he's one of those actors that like is magnetic. I have to watch him and see what he's doing. So that scene in particular was like just a, a great back and forth, and him controlling. Just like the the guy that was um, that we just talked about with Mon Mothma, I felt like he was in control of that conversation the whole time, even when he walked out and like that was the first untrue thing you've said. Right. It's been a pleasure. Like he was, he was. I felt like he was checkmate. Like he was in control the whole time, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing with Skarsgård. At the end, he was always in control. Like it was never a doubt that he was going to walk out with what he wanted. So right. I just loved both of those scenes actually. And then with Andy Serkis and Skarsgård in particular, they've committed to making it good being in the star Wars universe. That's my real problem with getting a main, like known people in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right. they might just be like not into it because yeah. I'm in a commodity. I don't really need this. Right. And it uh, almost, that's, it's reassuring to see people commit and like bring it up. Yeah. Because it's also kind of tricky. Be- that type of situation can be, it can feel like a stunt casting. Like, Oh, here comes Ben Affleck. Here comes the, yeah. the big star. And then you don't see him as that character. You see him as Ben Affleck, mm. but right. with like Andy circus and with Skarsgård, it's like, no, nah, these guys, like these just great actors. They disappear into the role. And so you're not even thinking about, uh, who they're dating or who the, like what are the things right. they're doing off screen? So yeah, I, I like that. One of the things that popped in my head during this, like during like the whole prison break thing too, is like, imagine Caesar, but if he was human and, <laughs> Ooh, and, and yeah. not an ape, because that's, that's like all I was thinking of. Cause like, basically Caesar does like the same thing in uh, like, like the, that first of like the, the new set of apes mm-hmm. movies. The titles on those are kind of interchangeable because it feels like one of the titles should have been like the first movie where, and then like the second movie should have been that other title. But uh, like when he like when Caesar leads like the apes all from breaking out of the uh, like the like the ape sanctuary, which wasn't really an ape mm-hmm. sanctuary. Uh, that's kind of what I had. I kind of had like mental images of basically I was like, oh, so. If Andy Circus wasn't wearing a motion capture suit, this is what that scene would have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of a, a bummer uh, speaking on Andy Circus is that like a lot of his like great work has been like within motion capture stuff. So for, like for you whatever don't see him, like the yeah, actor said, <laughs> yeah, like for like whatever reason that kind of stuff gets like downplayed or downgraded in people's minds. This the same way that animation in general does a lot. Like I feel. It just between like that or like CG characters, mm-hmm. there's like this. I don't know. That's that's because like they can be too easily thing. manipulated into like behind the scenes. 
Yeah. Not like in the after and post. It's just, I understand the reasoning. Like, oh, we can't really per- tell that was them making that facial expression. But it's like, oh, yeah. You still, you got to give them a little more credit than you are. Right. Especially as that technology has progressed too, with like mm-hmm. how much of it actually is just captured in camera. And then it's essentially, it, I mean, it's still a lot of work on the CG side. But it's essentially like a, a layer of like CG makeup at that point, where it's just mm-hmm. like layered over the actual performance. But I'm glad that we got to see Andy Serkis in the Star Wars universe outside of being a super tall <laughs> uh, dude wearing a, a bathrobe. Um, With a half a jaw. Yeah. And spoiler, getting bisected. <laughs> Easily defeated. <laughs> but yeah. Easily I, defeated. I don't think you weren't on, weren't on the episode, but I remember when Andy Serkis first showed up in Andor. I was like, "Oh, is this? Are they gonna like? Are they trying to do like a Snoke like backstory thing?" And now, like <laughs> now, we know obviously like, that it's like two different Andy Serkis Star Wars characters. But when I when he first showed up, I was like, "Oh, that'll be interesting if they try to tie this in with like those the Palpatine clones uh, and Snoke Snoke clones and like oh maybe like Palpatine gets a hold of this dude and." merges like their DNA together to try to make the, mm-hmm. but when I saw him, the first thing I thought was, Oh, this is almost like, not like payback, but like retribution for, he didn't, I didn't feel like he got his, his due in, um, the, the sequel trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah, I, I felt that way too. Both force awakens. Like I felt like he was barely in it. And then last Jedi, I was like, Right as I'm getting, getting like to to like him. Oh, he's gone. So mm-hmm. this one, I felt like okay, now he has a good role in Star Wars. Right. He has a good character. So that I thought was just retribution when I first saw him. That, yeah. That's how I felt too. Was like we kind of did you wrong in the other ones. Like here's a better part. Yes, and you get to be yourself. You can yeah. see yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and. Kind of as we like wrap up our discussion on this, like what are like some of your predictions that that you guys would like to either you think you will see or stuff you would like to see going into the finale, the like the finale arc eleven and twelve. Uh, I guess uh, Mike first, and then Factor. <laughs> I uh, predictions. I believe Cyril's not making it to season two. I'm going to maintain that. I feel like he's going to get himself now with what the prison break and his promotion is going to be his un really unhinged moment coming. And it's going to lead to him doing something just utterly stupid and getting himself killed. Um, kind of confused where Blevin's been because they had the whole watch your back thing with Dedra and he just kind of disappeared after that. Maybe so what's he been up to? Maybe she got that that warning. She's like, "All right, I'll, I'll just take care of Blivin." <laughs> well, she is ruthless, as we uh, found out. Oh yeah, just killed the guy and let us dr- let him set him adrift. Um, Marva is going to be a tragic death. I think it's going to be, and it's going to involve B two emo too. Ooh, there's going to be some major tragedy between both of them, hmm. and it's going to make everyone cry. Oh. <laughs> How about you, Vector? And that's all I got. I want to see K2SO, and I want to see Saw Gerrera again. I want to see where the... I think 
the Mon Mothma storyline, I want to see the the crescendo of her arc for this season and kind of what I think something's going to light a fire under her because she's already like trying to start the rebellion, but something's going to happen. That's going to like push her and and Mm -hmm. force her to do something. So all of those things and, or I'm not sure because the whole even premise of this show is like kind of weird for me. We already know where he ends up in rogue one. So there's not a lot of mystery for him. Everyone else's character we don't know, but for him in particular, I don't know where they're going to leave it, especially since this is going to be multiple seasons. So what is his storyline going to be for the end of this one? That's going to be interesting to see where Andor ends up. But I want to at least see K2SO introduced, like not necessarily Mm -hmm. changed into a good guy yet, but... Right. I just want to see him. I want to hear uh, Alan Tudyk's voice. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be interesting. Like, I know they covered that in a comic, but I, won't, I wonder if, if they would, if they will, like, recover it, like, within live action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming, like, these, like, these next two episodes, like, because of, like, some of, like, the Chekhov's gun kind of stuff we've gotten with, like, laying kind of the idea of setting bait for Cassian is that we'll go back to Ferrix one last time to kind of like mm-hmm. do like a cyclical thing where like that's where we started the season. Um, and that's probably like him and Melshi will probably somehow get back to Ferrix because he said that he would come back to um, yeah get to get uh, Marva. Now I wonder, I forgot the name of the, the planet, but like basically the, like, the Scarif, uh, the like, beach planet thing, yeah, with like the uh, stairway beach for some reason. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. where they found like it? that's that because that's where the the manifesto still was, and like where all his mm. money was, on, unless his girlfriend there left with it. <laughs> uh, so maybe he'll have to get back. Maybe he'll head there first to see if that stuff's still there, right? Uh, and then head head back, or if something happens where he finds out. Well, how long has he been gone? How long has he been imprisoned? At least a month, I think. Because I know they, they said a month later initially. Yeah. So I didn't know how much longer it's been since then. I was kind of trying to figure that out this episode because they show how many days left uh, Andy Circus has. And I remember in the beginning he said like 241 shifts. So I was trying to do the math, but I couldn't do it fast enough and then go back and look yet. Yeah. Um, I, I think if anything, it's definitely went out like at least, like at least a month. But, um, and then, yeah, like you said, I'm assuming we'll, we'll maybe get some wrap up of some of these characters by the, by the end of the season. Uh, I can, I can see, uh, I can almost see them now with kind of like this, after them giving, uh, guard the, the speech in this last episode, mm-hmm. maybe, um, killing him off by the end of this first season, possibly. Uh, so then next season, it's uh, a Cassian. Uh, we also have to get the, um, I, maybe a revelation that Vel knows Luthen okay. and there's some friction. Because there's that storyline between Vel and... Oh, yeah. I'm sure Yeah, we'll come back to Mon Moth on her cousin Vel, too, now that we know that they're related in some way. So... 
And then Sinta's got to be exposed somehow. I already know the last shot of this season is going to be <laughs> Bix. She she runs back into Andor and she says, I'm your sister. That's it. <laughs> That's the end of the season. Credits. Sister. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's like another hanging thread too is that Yeah. Well they think I don't know if they legitimately want you to not believe it when Marva's like, Your sister's dead, stop. But yeah. right. Yeah, that like that was the whole good intri- like the whole impetus for him at the beginning of mm-hmm. why is he doing anything that he's doing, it's to find his sister. That's the whole motivation for him. Yeah, and then if anything, like with each of like these arcs with like the last episode of them uh, or just like the arcs in general feeling like season finales of a show. I can only imagine what the actual season finale of season one is going to feel like. Yeah. Um, and then what we're going to be like, Oh, now we got to wait until season two. And like, I'm assuming 2024. So I'll have to wait like a whole. <sighs> for that. Hey, but uh, with, I can see Disney maybe pushing that up. Maybe I know that they're starting. They're going to start filming it like within like the next week or so. Yes. Um, so yes. I, I guess if post production goes quickly, it, it could be out by the same time next year. But I guess we will see. But with that, uh, you guys can leave us a review on the podcast catcher of your choice, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of the ones that let you leave reviews. The uh, bathroom can, wall. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> great, great Jimmy Fallon uh, comedy album. <laughs> but, uh, uh, also, if you're watching us on, yeah, like Sylvie, if you're watching us on YouTube, <laughs> you can <laughs> you can like us there or click click that bell to you know get notifications <laughs> and episodes are out. Subscribe there if you haven't already. You can find the show on social media. Uh, our link tree and all those links are usually just right in our show notes, both in the podcast and on YouTube. Same thing for our individual uh, social media tags for myself and Mike. And then for you, Vector, where can they, they find you? Mostly everything is my last name, Vector. But if you're into comic books, uh, <laughs> CBK is the comic book kaiju podcast that I do and... Uh, it's all about comic book discussion. So if you like that, look for CBK Pod across all of social media. Oh, yeah. And you might actually even be watching this episode on that yeah. channel already. <laughs> Email us at holdopod at gmail.com. And then, as always, we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe.